both passenger cars and freight transport by road are significant causes of CO2 emissions in the Nordic countries. Even though these countries take part in international obligations to significantly reduce emissions from the transport sector by 2030, it appears that both traffic volumes and CO2 emissions have increased in recent years and are expected to keep increasing significantly in coming years. This indicates that existing policy measures will not be sufficient to achieve climate objectives. On the contrary, at the current rate, considerable gaps remain between CO2 emission levels in practice and CO2 emission objectives for all the Nordic countries. This is particularly the case for emissions from heavy transport for which existing policy measures have so far only had very modest effects and emission levels and growth rates. This is according to the 2018 publication of the Nordic Council of Ministers titled Reducing CO2 Emissions from Freight. This edition of ePower is focused on policies mitigating CO2 emissions in the transport sector towards a net zero emission mobility. I am Jerry Efeturi Kusari. ePowered starts now. In the coming weeks, I shall focus on policies mitigating CO2 emissions in the transport sector towards a net zero emission mobility in countries around the world. On today's episode, the focus is Europe. Climate change and its attendant issues are not strange to us in the world anymore. In some parts of the world like Africa, the effects of CO2 emission is felt on a daily basis. We feel the increased heat of the rising temperature of the earth, commonly referred to as global warming. We see streams and lakes drying up. We see very heavy rainfall and unusual weather conditions. In other parts of the world, we frequently see wildfires, very heavy rainfall, extreme cold, rising sea levels, being clearly evident, melting glaciers and so on. All these are the resultant effects of CO2 emissions. Our daily activities constantly generate greenhouse gases. The cars we drive, the trucks, that move on our roads, moving goods and properties, trains, seagoing vessels, aircraft that fly into the sky and emit CO2 far up in the sky, petroleum refineries, factories, coal power plants and other activities of ours contribute immensely to the problem of climate change. In most countries of the world, the mobility sector emerges as the second largest emitter of greenhouse gases directly releasing CO2 into the atmosphere. Europe as a continent is making significant efforts towards energy transition and mobility to cut down the level of pollution, move towards net zero emission and reverse climate change. Between 10 to 20 years ago, the continent through the European Union set a target of 2030 
to significantly reduce CO2 emissions and by 2050 achieve net zero emission in the transport sector. Notably, 26% of CO2 emissions in Europe come from transport and it is the second largest polluter in the EU. Consequently, the EU adopted policy measures designed to mitigate CO2 emissions within Europe. These measures essentially divert traffic to less polluting transport modes, encouraging better balance between modes of transport or developing less polluting modes of transport, including the rationalization of existing networks. For example, the introduction of the Trans-European Networks Transport (TEN-T). This is one significant step in this direction, as it manages to create a single multimodal network that integrates land, sea and air transport networks throughout Europe. Push and pull measures were developed and adopted. According to Lao Tso, who wrote in 2004 on these measures, the following constitute both push and pull measures. The push measures, according to Lao Tso, are imposed on travelers and freight operators in order to influence individual decisions and can be divided into financial instruments such as taxes, charges, and tolls, as well as technical and regulatory constraints like orders and bans. They are closely related to a more efficient and equitable transport pricing seeking to require transport users to bear a greater proportion of the real cost of their journeys, including cost of pollution, accidents, and infrastructure. Now, the push measures include reducing car speed. Here, talking about the reduction of car speeds inside housing areas and along the most critical sectors of extra-urban roads. This brings about improved safety and, of course, minimization of environmental impacts. And then we're also looking at speed regulation program, changing vertical horizon, horizontal alignments, or narrowing the roadway, and as such, reducing speeds for environmental reasons. Zero tolerance speed limit enforcement. That's another one. Enforcing speed limits using video analysis and recognition techniques or speed sensors on vehicles. The result is the enhancement of the effect of traffic calming and improvement of safety, especially for pedestrians and cyclists. Commuter plans. In these, you find um, situations whereby employers are forced to introduce commuter plans. This results in increase in the use of uh, soft modes and uh, public transport. Another is the parking pricing policy. Um, here, there's the increase in parking cost prices because this induces a discouragement in the use of private cars. And then there is a progressive fuel tax. This brings about the reduction in vehicle kilometrage and of fuel usage. Car costs, another one. Here we talk about the growth in car costs, discouragement in the use of the car. Yeah, that's what it leads to. It leads to a discouragement in the use of the car. And um, of course, when the price of um, the cars are expensive, definitely, you have less people purchasing cars and of course less use of cars i mean personal cars another measure is the distance based charging 
there is introduction well, that was the introduction of the um, distance-based charging with the help of advanced technology this has an effective potential in reducing total trip and travel times there's also the capacity reductions um, here they talk about the reduction in the capacity of the main roads which leads to reduction of traffic and those uh, constitute the push measures of um, the um, European community in handling emissions, CO2 emissions to be precise. On the other hand, pool measures are implemented in order to discourage the use of cars and trucks by improving the attractiveness of existing alternatives. They include the enlargement of the rail appeal on setting corridors by constructing or developing intermodal terminals or by increasing capacities in points identified as bottlenecks or by expanding the existing rail infrastructure. Now the pool measures include rail investment program, introduction of new infrastructures for rail and services. This results in increase of mobility and reduction of car dependency, public transport speeds. This another measure, pool measure, which fosters the shift from personal cars to public transport. And then also transfers, which improves transfers between rail and public transport modes, as well as transfers between public transport and soft modes. This is a measure that promotes less polluting and alternative systems. There is also the park and ride. Here we talk about the implementation of parking facilities for park and ride on the borders of urban agglomeration and on the intermodal centers reducing urban congestion mobility center setting up of a mobility center which provides information and reservation on public transport taxes and shared rights another pool measure is the intermodal center we have infrastructural development of intermodal centers which help to provide a consistent alternative to road transport there is also telematics, which refers to traffic management, optimizing traffic signals, implementing, congest implementing congestion and incident detection systems, providing public transport information both pre-trip and in-trip, and deploying roads guidance services. This reduces congestion in general. There is also the major mobility credits. It's introducing, um, that's, there was the introduction of uh, tradable uh, mobility credits which encouraged the modal shift to public transport. Today's policies of the European Union and European governments encourage the use of electric vehicles, EVs. These vehicles are gradually becoming popular as Asian EV manufacturers are entering into the European market. However, the policies have not yielded the desired results according to the Nordic Council of Ministers publication titled Reducing CO2 Emissions from Freight. The report reveals that both traffic volumes and CO2 emissions have increased in recent years and are expected to keep increasing significantly in coming years. It also acknowledges the fact that existing policy measures will not be sufficient in achieving the climate objectives. In addition, the cost of an EV remains high compared to the cost of an internal combustion engine vehicle of the same category. The key take home here is for every one of us to be part of the energy transition efforts 
by taking steps that reduce CO2 emissions and, where possible, transit from internal combustion engine vehicles to electric vehicles, while also being in support of an energy transition that actually reflects justice and safeguards jobs and livelihoods around the world. That's it on this edition of ePowered. Do follow me on LinkedIn forward slash Jerry Fituri to continue the conversation. I am Jerry Fituri Kusari. Join me on the next edition of the show.